Welcome to the WAN Show. It's on time. Weird, isn't it? It's crazy. It's like someone isn't here. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting topics this week. Valve to address review bombing in new update to user review systems. Interesting. Also, even potentially more interesting, Facebook patent to use user ads, user photos, as ads. Mm. Also, Amazon workers may be listening to you through your Echo device. Done. All this and more. Roll the intro. Boom. Wow. It's Friday. Squarespace. Squarespace. Private internet access. P I A. And I'm trying to do this thing over here. Uh, displate. 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 Displate right here. Displate behind second. me. Let me just make sure this thing is going. Looks like it is, and we're back. We're back, baby. There we go. See displate. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. But first, Valve. Addressing review bombing. Uh, you see this pretty often, actually. Review bombing, that is? Yeah. Tell us about it. So, like, a new game will come out, especially for smaller games, where, like, 100, 200 reviews is going to be a very significant portion of the reviews on the platform. You will see brigading, where, like, a group of people decide that they don't like or that they do like. I've actually, I, I believe review bombing has happened in the other direction as well. It's something that's probably more, uh, more common on Like we need Amazon. to, it's basically upvoting it. Let's get this to the front page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like how on Amazon people can buy positive reviews. I don't necessarily know if this stuff is purchased, but you'll get a group of people that, whether they've really played a game or not, they have like one minute on record. They're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Very positive review. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it goes in, in both directions. And the ways that Valve wants to address this, I think are pretty interesting. This is driving me nuts. There's these headphones that are plugged in right now, and everything we say is coming out of them, oh, and I can just vaguely hear, hear it on the side. So um, when review bombing happens, yeah. um, is that usually when the game comes out, or is it sometimes just randomly, no. like five years later? Yeah, it can happen way later down the line too. Uh, one of the interesting ones is like a patch will come out mm -hmm. or an expansion or something and then it'll get tanked at that point in time. And on Steam, you can see all time and recent. So if you're viewing a game and like the all time is very positive, but the recent is like very negative, that's pretty bad as well. So it can take a surprisingly low amount of reviews to really sway people's perceptions because if you have enough people to slam a game that's decently old, but you can make the recent go to very positive or very negative or whatever way you want to push it, you can really affect people's um, decisions on things. So where are those brigades organized? Do they usually happen on the subreddit for the game or Discord? Or? Gaming subreddits, gaming Discord, there's a bunch of different ways. I think there's also a little bit where like, this is almost more of a mentality thing. I think there's two, so I think there's two other things going on too is, is one, if you're like, eh, I'm not really sure, and then you see the game and it has mixed reviews, you'll probably go, yeah, and give it a mixed review. Hmm. If you're like, eh, I'm not really sure, but everyone else is rating it very positive, you might go like, eh, it was pretty all right. Oh. So I, I think there's some that happens where it's just things are swayed. But another problem that they're going after is something that I saw on, um, and this actually pissed me off, I saw this on a local review of Mucho Burrito recently. Okay. Um, some guy rated it one star 
because he ordered some mucho burrito from Skip the Dishes, and the like delivery was late or something. Ah, that's weak. Like that's a completely unrelated thing. And one of the ways that Valve wants to address this is to. This is actually exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. With this new announcement, they want to deal with off-topic review. Boards. Right. So let's just like introduce it uh, in terms of the article. Yeah. So in an effort to keep games review scores, which is something we didn't talk about yet, is not only are people leaving reviews, but the reviews they leave are contributing to an overall review score. In an, in an effort to keep the game's review scores as a meaningful indicator for whether or not someone should buy the game, Valve is now rolling out a new review system for Steam that detects off-topic review bombing yeah. and removes the impact of these reviews from the game's review store. Yeah. Important distinction there. They are not removing the reviews. The reviews are staying on there. You can still read all of them. Yeah. They're just removing the contribution of those reviews to the overall yeah. score. It's not fair. Um, let's say there's a, a lot of the off-topic DRM things are like are about DRM. Yeah. 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 Or it's just if in Steam's estimation here, they have a little criteria. I that do kind of think that should affect it personally, but. Well, this is the meat of this topic. Yeah. Is the gray area. Um, so we've already defined for you what a review bomb is. Now let's talk about what an off-topic review bomb is. Steam says, when the focus of those reviews is on a topic that Valve considers unrelated to the likelihood that future purchasers will be happy if they buy the game, and hence not something that should be added to the review score. Okay. Yeah, see, because like, if we, if we pull this away from gaming temporarily, if you wanted to review something on like Rotten Tomatoes, and you went to go review Hellboy, which is currently 11 out of 100, um, and you were like, think about it in both sides. If you want to rate a movie a zero, or just don't do it because it's Rotten Tomatoes, because you went to the theater and the popcorn sucked, yeah. that would be really stupid. Just like the skip the dishes thing. Yeah, if you wanted to review Hellboy as uh, definitely go watch it because the popcorn was great, that's equally stupid. So like, I... I I like the getting rid of off-topic things. I am going to be very interested in what they deem as off-topic because the DRM thing is extremely on-topic in my opinion. So on their announcement blog, there's a section at the bottom underneath where they outline what they're doing. They have a Q&A section and DRM okay. is actually uh, uh, specifically called out there. And the, the Q part is, I care about some things that I worry other players don't, like DRM or EULA changes. Review bombs have been. changes are also super important. Review bombs have been about them in the past. Do you consider them unrelated or off-topic? And the answer is, we've had long, long debates about these two and others like them. They're te technically not part of the game, but they are an issue for some players. In the end, we decided to define them as off-topic because the general Steam player doesn't care as much about them. So the review score is more accurate if it doesn't contain them. In addition, we believe that players who do care about topics like DRM are often willing to dig a little deeper into games before purchasing, which is why we still keep all the reviews within the review bombs. It only takes a minute to dig into those reviews to see if the issue is something you care which about. Which basically no one's going to do. Well, they, they're saying that the Fair enough. <laughs> Sass. Sass face. I just, that, that's really annoying to me because games like, uh, I don't even know if this was on Steam to be completely honest, but the newer Assassin's Creed games, uh, Origins I believe specifically, had a Denuvo or something. I think it had like three different layers of DRM and it was crippling. 
I, I, I did a stream of that game when it first came out and ran my like CPU usage statistics the entire time I was playing and would like go into different areas and look at things as well benchmarking it because I was like, holy crap, this thing is thrashing me way harder than it should be and it was really interesting to, to test. That doesn't mean it's a good game for people because the system's getting thrashed and I found it interesting. It does not mean it's good for the general person. But I do think a lot of people should know because it was genuinely really hard for people to run if they didn't have yeah. a decent enough So CPU. maybe don't buy it. Yeah. So it's true. So and that maybe sense don't buy should. the damn game. And then there's there's been, was it a Kerbal Space Program or something had a really weird EULA update that made it so that like yeah you probably shouldn't buy this game. Oh wow. I don't I don't I could be super inflammatory saying Kerbal Space Program. Um, now I must know. EULA spyware. EULA, end user license agreement, guys. Kerbal Space Program's new EULA makes it spyware. Take two is not da, 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 da. quite the headline. Yeah, I don't know very much about this. To be completely clear, um, and I think it's going to take quite a bit to dive into. But my stance is just going to be that EULA updates are very important. Okay. Um, and and DRM stuff can be very important. I think I think people review bombing every single. Um, Every single game that comes out that has DRM on it is like maybe a little excessive. But when people are like, the DRM implementation in this game is ridiculous and extremely detrimental, and we should probably all get very angry about this, I think that's very valid. Well, luckily for people like you and pe those who uh, share your opinion, you can completely opt out of this. You oh. can entirely opt out. Uh, so there's going to be a checkbox, in, or I think it's there now. There is now a checkbox in your Steam store options where you can choose to have off-topic review bombs still included in all the review scores you see. Sweet. Cool. Thank you for the option. Yeah, sounds good. So we have a little bit more information about how they're doing this, what their process is. Basically, they made some kind of uh, uh, automated tool that looks at the frequency of reviews. So let's say a game came out, it's been out for two years, and suddenly it gets a huge Boom. number of reviews, yeah. it'll get flagged, and that's all the tool does. The tool doesn't try to figure out why or at all. All it does is say, hey, look at this anomalous activity, and then a team of humans will then look at it. Okay. And then these people have already been trained at looking at um, review bombs in the past, or off-topic yeah, yeah, review yeah. bombs in the past, yeah. so they can determine. I mean, because there's review bombs that are normal, you know? like. A lot of reviews because the game came out today, and yeah, and we all love it. Yeah. We all want everyone to buy Red Dead or something. Risk of Rain Two. Uh, Risk of Rain Two oh, was a game what? that had like almost no marketing and then got positively review bombed, if you want to call it that, because tons of people that played it thought it was amazing, and then it it sold really well, which is great. Here's another little wrinkle: when they determine that this uh, period of time represents an off-topic review bomb, they don't have uh, much sensitivity in saying which are gonna stay and which are gonna be deemed bad. So it's like, okay, this weekend, this two-day period, just people were like all you were getting review bombed. We're gonna remove all of those reviews from contributing to the review score. Negative. Well, even if you just legitimately happened to review that day and it was a genuine review that's not about DRM or EULA or something that they think is off-topic, your your review is gonna get discounted. That's too. super bad, in my opinion. Yes, it is, but I think it's a drop in the bucket for the overall score, probably. But that's not, that nullifies 
major, ah, not really because then it, if the, so that nullifies major EULA and DRM and whatever else they decide is off topic changes from being noticed by the general public because most people are not gonna, I will, most people are not gonna go into their settings and make it so that this thing doesn't apply to them. And most people, if, if the, let's assume the Kerbal Space Program thing is real. I don't know. I'd never looked into it too deeply. I just shared it to one of my friends that plays the game. Um, and I don't know. But let's assume that it's spyware now. I don't know. Um, hypothetically. I would, hypothetically. I would want to know that. That EULA is technically um, unrelated or whatever they called it. So the recent reviews would still show up as very positive, I believe, because I believe that's what Curl Space Program is. But the recent reviews when that came out made it very negative. The but score, so the score would be positive. The, recent. the written reviews would still be negative. Yeah. Yeah. But most people aren't going to scroll through the reviews. They're just going to go, oh, all time very positive, recent very positive, sounds good. Game looks interesting, let's go. Oh, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Mm. What I'm saying is, uh, let's say everyone goes and bombs it. Yeah. And the score is unaltered because they deemed it off topic. What yeah. I'm saying is, if there happened to be a guy who came in and just gave a review during that same weekend, and was like, and doesn't know. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. So what what I'm saying with that is like, it will nullify any of this news, basically. Because ah oh, no, yeah, I guess because that's. Yeah, I know. I guess what I'm saying is pretty off. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I just I guess it's still I just, valid. Yeah, I just I don't like the idea that you're nullifying everything because it it will make any major change that people like that isn't directly related to gameplay, because I think that's effectively what they're saying, is only gameplay things will ever get mentioned. Well, I, they're not explicitly saying that. That might be like de facto it feels, what it means. Yeah, it, it fe I, definitely. But it feels like that's what it's going to end up being. Um, any problem that is ever unrelated to gameplay, I'm assuming at this point, is just going to disappear. So you're saying, by saying that, I think you're indicating that the score is very important. That's the main thing you look at as a Steam I've, user. I would assume it's the main thing that a lot of people look at because it's the main thing that's projected. You, when you go to a game on the store, let's, let's try this out. Let's look at Risk of Rain. That's actually the forecast for this weekend on Saturday. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to my screen. Risk of Rain 2. It doesn't have a recent because the game just freaking came out, so it makes sense. All reviews, overwhelmingly positive, 10,000 reviews. I don't think most people are going to click on this. They're just going to see overwhelmingly positive and go, great. This game, this video that's auto-playing looks interesting. It's overwhelmingly positive. Maybe scroll down and what see, like, What do you have like, to do to get to the, you just scroll down? A couple of my friends play it, whatever. I think you have to go pretty far. Recent updates about the game, key features, system requirements, more like this, what curators say, far. reviews down here. I don't think most people are reading reviews. Hmm. I, they're, they're super buried. I think you can get there. Straw poll? Sweet. Straw poll. This is going to be, so before we do the straw poll, I'm going to say this is going to be one of the more skewed straw polls that we have because we're going to have a whole bunch of power users. Hmm. But... If it says a whole bunch of power I, users are not reading see, reviews. I, I'm pushing back on that because I don't think you need way. to be a power user to read reviews because I think we have such an uh, e-commerce culture now. I always read the views on Amazon. Amazon. I, I'm used to scrolling all the way to the bottom of an Amazon page to get to the reviews. <sighs> That's a good point because so, usually I read all the negative reviews on Amazon or I'll read the, the one stars. Like you're making a purchasing decision here. I'm going to read a couple. I'll read the top. Yeah. Top positive, top negative. Yeah. Let's see in a straw poll. 
I think you're right on that one. Uh, okay. Do you read STEAM in all capitals? I am reviews. Before, when you're, when you're interested in buying, like before you buy, do you read a couple of reviews? Or do you just use the, uh, the overall score? Yes, I'm doing no. like a little side test thing. Oh, I see Because I'm that. interested. So we're doing yes, no, and no, but I do on Amazon. Because that's my setup. That's you. And I'm wondering if I'm weird or if that's... You're definitely weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I wonder how much. Because do, do you read reviews for games on Steam? Uh, if, well, like if you've already heard of a game and that's why you're there, then you don't really need to read the reviews. But that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It really about. depends on how many people are just browsing. When they're like, I want to buy a game, and I'm just going to browse the store and just find something. It seems like usually it's word of mouth, like people you know who you game with are, are playing that kind of game. I browse quite a bit. Sometimes you do word of mouth. If I get word of mouth about a product that's on Amazon, though, I still very often read the reviews. If I get word of mouth about a game on Steam, I'll check the positive negative thing because I want to know if something recent did something bad to it. Mm. Because someone might have played a game, like Kerbal Space Program, for example, hypothetically. Someone might have played it and enjoyed it for like a year, and then this EULA thing comes out. I don't want a spyware game. So yeah. they don't necessarily know that because they've just been playing. They're not checking the store page. They just want to play the mm. game. So that it would be nice for me to know. And I just do a little quick check and then move on. I wonder, I'd like to see the stats on how many people straight up opt out of this. Yes, that would be really Put that in your next hardware survey, even though it's not hardware. Steam. <laughs> Chuck it in there. How long do we have to wait before we can look at this poll I results? Wanna, I want to post it in the YouTube chat really quick. Um, I'm trying to get there. Do, do, do. Oh, there's so many interesting questions. How do people get new games? Because you're right, like a lot, there's, especially in the indie space, there's so many new games that don't have a lot of marketing. But then you get buzz in other ways, like Apex Legends. Obviously, they had influencer marketing, but then they do. They had millions of dollars in influencer marketing. Though. Yeah, but a lot of people heard about it from other people getting it popular. Like I heard about it like on a Monday when it was like over the weekend, two million people started playing this game. Like, but that I think was a lot of influencer marketing, and then people seeing the influencers and then friends telling each other. Mm -hmm. um, it just wasn't spammed in ads. Um, here, wait. Let's see the. Okay. Results. Do you read yes. Steam game reviews? Two thirds of but people said yes. Buzz in other ways, like Apex. Almost Legends. a quarter of people said no, Obviously but I do on Amazon. Marketing, but and then only twelve percent of people said millions straight of dollars up no. Influencer marketing. So I guess yeah. no, but a lot of people, of people heard about it from read. other people. I'm, I'm surprised getting it popular. Like I heard about I have, it like on a Monday when it was like over the weekend. Two million people started playing this game. Majority of the time, I. I don't. But that, I if, think, if a game a is all the time and then people seeing the influencers and friends telling positive, each other, I'm not too um, worried about reading It just reviews. wasn't spammed hmm, you know in mean? ads. Um, if a game is like, has a weird disparity, all time overwhelming. Do you read Steam yeah, game negative. reviews? Like, Two thirds of people said yes. If there's an interesting story, said no, but I don't have the all time versus the all time straight up no. So I guess I'm not sure. But a lot of people think about the price of the game. Other people have to surprise getting popular. Like, like a $10 game, game, you're like, like oh, okay, we can have to. Also, people started playing this game. Risk of Rain is more indie. 
But that's mm -hmm. so, if a game is a lot of my friends like, and then people call me with roguelike friends things you can play it, it's not multiplayer, uh, but it just wasn't spam. It's like 20 ass. bucks and it's an indie. If a game is like, huh, has it on Steam, overwhelmingly positive, I'm let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you read Steam game like reviews? Game. Two thirds of people are yes. If there's an interesting story, but if it's an indie game that isn't free, it's 60 or 80 bucks or something. So I guess for a lot of people, you think the price on the game, other people impacts this, getting it popular. Like after it's like a dollar game, you're like, okay, we can also if people start playing this game. Risk of Rain is more indie. Oh no! If a game is one of my friends like and then people call me Did that fix it? Hello? Did that fix it? We're having a technical difficulty here. Is it this? It shouldn't be this. You're good now. Is it okay? Oh, we're good. good now. Okay. Was it this? It was Twitch over here. Oh, okay. Apparently, we were getting an echo. But it, that was it didn't happen last time, which is weird. But I'm on my laptop now. You should just mute it on this side. Just mute the black magic device. It's minimumed. It is. Oh, okay, cool. Minimumed? Minimum. Oh, that's it's no, I, are you sure it's black magic? Yeah, Did you take all, the other cards out? Well then, I don't know. I think that's time to move to the next uh, topic here. But yeah, it shouldn't take audio from there. Anyways, yeah, let's move on. Facebook uh, patent. Thank you, Flowplane Chat, for letting me know that was going on. A new Facebook patent reveals oh, that so Facebook creepy. is even more out of touch than you could have ever imagined. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Would you like to read us? Read us in? So basically, what, what's going on here is they're going to have an AI thingamajiggy. Wait, hold on. It's a patent. It's a so patent. first of all, that's fair. they're thinking about it. They patented it. That doesn't mean it'll ever become a product. It's not a product right now. And they're not doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a very good point. Um, but the idea is they could look through profile photos on Facebook and look for photos where someone is prominently holding a product, like a Coke can, or a Doritos bag, Doritos bag, or whatever else, where you can clearly see the product, and then they would be able to use those photos, they would be able to license those photos, um, not to you, by the way, but they would be able to license those photos for ads on Facebook. So they would, I, they would use machine learning algorithms to identify these photos, I think they already do have uh, Which would probably not be that hard, because you just look for a logo. And, and they'll train with certain domains first, like a, a can, like snacks and stuff, seems pretty easy to yeah. start with. Clothing would be way harder. They'll maybe harder. do that later. Yeah. But they'll they'll recognize these photos. They'll identify them, and then they'll they'll pitch certain clients like, Hey, Coca Cola, here's a bunch of photos of people holding your product. Coca Cola would then use those photos as ads. That and here's where I'm not clear. Would an ad of me holding a Coke can go only to me and my friends, or would it go to the whole Facebook network? What we have written here is um, from the article, the patent filing suggests that the adverts would only be targeted to a person's Facebook friends if the user had limited their priv privacy settings that way. That, yeah. that language, from that article anyway, suggests that the default would be that it goes to everybody. If your if your privacy settings are public, yeah. I think it would go to everybody. I don't think I don't really think that makes any sense. I don't though. think they would do that. It doesn't make sense. But if they found a particularly good one, like a fairly professional yeah. photo, yeah. they might decide. And you're to do a babe. It. Yeah, they might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Seems weird. But the I actually do see the business sense as creepy as it is and how we're all mad right now. I could see why they would pitch this as a product. Well, yeah, I mean 
cold, completely blind to civilization businessman, I completely get it as yeah. well because you're showing someone their friends. That's cool. Consuming or using a product. Well, that's what advertising it has always been like. Associating the brand with something you like, and you're usually like forcing word of mouth. The the safe bet was always like, okay, use George Clooney, use someone we all like. But now because it's so personal, George we Clooney can say, wears this watch. Hey, Maybe I you should I too. happen to know you're friends with this person. Yeah. How about I just show you them, or or even yourself? Like, hey, remember a year ago when you had all that fun eating those cheesies? Get cheesies again, man. That was a good night. I really <laughs> hope that this goes poorly, and there's like someone doing something bad with a product. This is exactly what I think, like, oh, look I at really someone hope. drinking Grey Goose. Uh, that's my alcoholic friend. Yeah. That guy's not okay. Yeah, he's in rehab. Yeah. Like, maybe. <laughs> like totally shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> How are they gonna know? There's no way for them to know. I really, yeah, I really, I really hope that if this does get put in place, which I hope it doesn't, but if it does, I really hope it goes sideways in like glorious ways. I don't see how they could ever really implement this because the the you optics are so bad, and then that's obvious. That's an obvious downside. <laughs> it could easily happen. <laughs> could easily happen. Or like, and like you see the amount of times that like what was that Microsoft AI that people like made racist? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it like learned from Twitter, the people, and then they it? like pushed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like people are people love messing with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll just upload pictures of me holding Doritos bag and like holding yeah. it by my crotch. Yeah. But that won't affect it though, because remember, Facebook identifies it with algorithmically and then hands it to the oh, brand. So people yeah. are gonna see it. So you okay. can't just troll like that, unless it's a brand that likes that. If it's like a weird brand, like it's D brand or something, and I'm wearing only D brand, they might actually like that. D brand would be like, heck yeah. <laughs> Defense hilarious. I so don't know. I, I looked into whether spooky. or not. Remember a few years ago? This was actually a few years ago, like back when I was in university, maybe almost a decade ago. There was a We're bunch so of old. stuff going around that was like, "Did you know that you don't own your photos on yeah. Facebook? Facebook yeah. owns your photos." Yeah. So I looked into it, and at least from this, I believe this is source two here. An article from 2017 said, "You know, you in fact do own your photos. You own them, and if you take them away, Facebook can't use them anymore." But they can um, use them while they're on the platform, right? Correct. Yeah. When they're on the platform, Facebook has total license to do stuff with them, including sub-licensing them to, say, Pe Pepsi-Cola or whatever. So start deleting the ones you don't... All, all the times you were photographed holding Doritos or something, just delete them if you don't want this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or just stop really using Facebook. <laughs> delete Facebook. Nice. Heck yeah. It's so useful in other ways. Basically, the only reason why I have it is getting in contact with people that are sometimes very hard to get in contact with. Yeah. Because phone books aren't like really a thing anymore. Yeah. Facebook's the yellow pages. Yep. <laughs> it's really good for those weak ties. Yeah. I don't have your yeah. number. Right. Yeah. Really, friends, I met you. You're useful now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get in touch. Here's a message. Um, Amazon, speaking of... Uh, are we at halftime? Should we... Uh, are we? We are, pretty much. We can do the thing. Uh, I don't know what I'm leaning back to do. Squarespace, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> I'll also lean back. <laughs> Partway through, I was just like, where am I going? I'd have no idea. Uh, Squarespace gives you the tools you need to build and grow your online presence. So you could make a really cool website with all your information on it instead of a Facebook page. Uh, they've got tons of templates spanning a large variety of categories. Do you need a website or a blog? How about your wedding or a business? Um, Squarespace has you covered. They're actually, 
I know quite a few couples that have spun up Squarespace websites yep. for the wedding super fast, yep. really easy. Get started with a free 14-day trial and head to squarespace.com forward slash WAN to get 10% off your first purchase. You can see it down down here. You get a domain quickly through Squarespace if you need one or port over an existing domain that you already own. Um, and I believe, this isn't in the notes right here, but I do believe if you sign up for a year, that domain gets thrown in. Yeah, you usually get a free one. Yeah. In my experience with them, you yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, I think Which you have to sign nice. up for a year because buying a domain generally lasts for a minimum of a year at a time, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah. Moving onwards, we have Display. Display? Display? Display right here. This one? This one? <laughs> uh, Display is a magnet mounted metal print. Pull it off of there. Woo! See you later. Goodbye. And then you could be like, no. Vancouver's upside down. Whoa, the upside down. What do, you, what do you think about that? It's abstract. Or uh, utilities. Need to bludgeon? Uh, yeah. How about a fan? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. You use the corner of it, really there cut it into something. Heck yeah. Pretty good. Uh, they're durable, as, as you probably just saw. You don't need any power tools to hang it, which, clearly, which is cool. There's over 260,000 different arts uh, spanning a bunch of different styles and influences. With their easy metal, uh, with their easy magnet mounting, there are no holes in the wall and it's replaceable. I'm really trying to serve the OCD people out there. <laughs> this is Just gonna bother it, yeah, people, like, yeah, yeah. probably me. Speaking of that though, if, if you were going to, if, if you hung it originally like that, unlike a lot of things, you can just turn it back. I'm gonna try to also do a good job. Good luck, pal. But like, you can, you can make sure it's correct after the fact, which is pretty cool. They also plant 10 trees for each displate purchased. Whoa, that's a lot of trees per displate. That's quite a few trees. Whoa. Yeah. Didn't know that one. Uh, head to our link below and use offer code LTT to save 15% today. There you go. Offer code down 15. here. 15. Not beep. bad. Plant 10 trees and buy a thing for your wall and save 15% while doing it. Heck yeah. And Pyaw. We got a new domain thing, which is cool. LMG.DG slash PIAWAN instead of the crazy long thing it Pia was Piawan. Piawan. That sounds like an island in the Philippines. <laughs> that'd, be good. that'd be cool if it was. Uh, <laughs> private internet access supports a variety of VPN protocols and types of encryption and authentication, allowing you to dial in the exact level of privacy protection you need, which is cool. It has apps for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, it still says Linus, but Linux, uh, Google Chrome, <laughs> and support for several other platforms coming soon. You connect up to five devices at the same time. Apps include DNS leak protection and IPv6 leak protection. This one is my favorite part, actually. The internet kill switch will block all traffic if the VPN becomes disconnected unexpectedly. So you don't have to worry about a security hole um, if, if, like, if something happens with PIA or something happens between you and PIA, so your connection to them is faulty for a second, no data will go through. So there'll be no data that is unencrypted, which is pretty neato. Um, check it out today at lmg.com slash PIAWAN. Or Piawan. 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 The emphasis matters whether you're talking with the, the island or the people that live there. <laughs> this is a very niche Philippines joke here. <laughs> Amazon. Uh, speaking of not niche, I don't know. Uh, Amazon workers are listening in on Echo Audio, report says. Oh. People are mad and I don't know why. It's lmg.gg. LMG.gg? Heck yeah. You do this every week. 
Get out of here, Jake. Maybe you should have a better domain. We're past that stage. We're talking about Amazon now. Yeah. Apparently it's lmg.gg, and I said com. Sorry about that. See, my website is cool and has a .com. Fullplane.com, go subscribe, heck yeah. Anyways, Amazon workers are listening to what you tell Alexa. What did you say? You're wondering why people are mad? Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Bloomberg uh, reports. Okay, first of all, Bloomberg lately, I think they've eroded their trust. Ever you know who's been way more off the board than Bloomberg, in my opinion? Forbes. Oh. I don't know. I'm just weird I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm not talking about weird topics. I'm talking about trust because oh. it started with that uh, report they made about the um, sorry Forbes. I don't know the Chinese like microchip yeah. spying. Yeah, lot weird. A lot of people were like, I don't know. Doesn't sound credible. And then from there, oh, they had a recent one. And now this, anyway. Bloomberg yeah, I, I don't reports, think Forbes is necessarily non-credible. They just do weird stuff now. They, Bloomberg reports Amazon tasks outside contractors as well as full-time Amazon employees to comb through snippets of audio from Echo devices to help train A-L-E-X-A, the company's voice-enabled assistant. The clips include both explicit commands and background conversations, presumably background conversations that are caught happening after yeah. you say the hot word. Uh, probably kind of whenever. Just whenever? Yeah. What? Why not? What do you mean, why not? There's, there's nothing that stops them from doing it whenever. Well, it's not supposed to connect to the servers until you say the hot word. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could do it absolutely whenever. And they're trying to train it to be better, right? So they could be trying to train it to pick up the The thing word. is, I don't think they have to. I don't think... Okay, I, hate, I hear what you're saying there. Like, what if someone says the hot word, but then... They want to hear 10 seconds before that to see if it took that person 20 tries. And then they can learn, oh, okay, you're Scottish and this is how you say it. You, or if someone weirdo. was trying to say it and failed and gave this up. This what I'm saying. And then just... Little tinfoil hatty. I think they don't, I don't have to. I think they could. Because there's so many commands every day. But you could go with uh, false matches that are fairly high percentage. Yeah, So, okay. like, they okay. think you might have tried, but it wasn't good enough for them to actually activate they could still listen to those periods of time. But how they wouldn't be able to identify those because it's only going to connect to the service and only record when you actually did make a match. Is that 100% true? Are you sure it only records when you fully make a match? Yeah, like if you say, um, like, hi, Google, then it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, nope. Like, I have my Google Home set to go, boodink after I say it. Yeah. And there are times where I'm watching a movie and someone just says something totally un... They'll say, like, yes, please. But they say it in a way that sounds like the hot word. And it'll go, ba-dink, when I'm just watching a movie. Because I know, I, probably not right now, someone in chat's like, hi, Google. Uh, <laughs> I, I know probably not right now, but for quite a while there, the biggest concern was it not detecting when people were trying. Mm -hmm. So I would expect them to try to find the ways that people towards the audio, but it doesn't do a command. Yeah, like, it could happen. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna, I'm not, they record every single word anyone ever <laughs> says anywhere near them, and they might, but I kind of doubt it. But from an um, engineer perspective, it's like, hey, th these are the weak points. Sports. Yeah, and you would want to learn how to improve that. Yeah. So I could definitely see them passing through recorded audio and being like, what was this? Was this supposed to be an accurate match? Uh, was did our system rate it maybe a little too highly? Mm -hmm. Was it someone on a TV show saying something completely unrelated? Another uh, related issue to that was, um, I mean, we haven't really even explained the whole story yet. You get it though. There's they want to train 
this machine to do a better job. And surprise, they're using humans to do that. You thought maybe they were just putting more computers on it, but obviously humans are really good at speaking. So if you want to train this thing to speak better, you just take the snippets that are, you're giving the machine and let humans annotate and to tell the machine how to do it better. I, it's pretty obvious they're using humans, but I guess no one, Amazon never explicitly said they were doing that. On their website, it says that um, user requests are applied to train our speech recognition and natural language understanding systems. It doesn't say with humans, uh, but it also doesn't not say that. So I think if you think about it for a bit, you would assume that they're using oh, humans. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all. I, and I always thought they were. I, yeah, it's and, and it's not just Amazon. They're all doing this. Yes. Apple does this. Google does this I, as well. I'm very surprised this was news because how else are you supposed yeah, to? Yeah, of course. That's, like, why, that's why I said <laughs> I'm like, duh. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I, I think one thing that does concern me is like, do they sell this data? Uh, because they're, so they're super unrelated. And this might, I don't really use these devices too often. So I don't know. Um, but I, I have one, but I just, it's right by my computer. So I usually just end up using a browser anyways. I don't know, whatever. Um, but like, do outside apps have listen, I guess, Re but like read access to these files effectively? Uh, I don't. Like could an app that ties into your Echo get read access to your voice to try to figure out uh, its side of things better? I don't think so. Probably not? No, I don't think so. I think it. Um... But like that, so my reference for this, this very shot in the dark thing, yeah. and I totally, I'm not surprised you say I don't think so. Um, but my reference for that is the Gmail thing that happened forever ago. People were personally reading those emails and there was apparently accounts of people like finding funny videos and emails and sharing it to each other for laughs and stuff. So first of all, it would be... And this is pretty unrelated. Though. This would be text, right? Because it's going to go right. to Google okay. servers yeah, yeah. and be transcribed as text. And then even, they wouldn't even get the raw text, I wouldn't think. Um, or I would think they wouldn't get the raw text because Google would have to say, oh, audio, uh, turn it to text, and yeah. then determine, oh, this text is relevant to that third party, and then hand that command over. So they probably do get the text, but, but they I don't think they almost e certainly don't get I the text. I don't voice. think they even get the raw text. I think they get the determination of what that text was. Mm. Because, and there are some commands you have to issue on random TVs, I've seen this, where you have to be, hi, Google, ask third party to do this. Like, hi, Google, ask LG to turn off the lights. Okay. And then that's just like, maybe yeah, yeah, in yeah. that case, because you're explicitly saying ask LG, then LG would get the full thing? I don't know. Who I'm, knows? Not, I'm not sure how these interactions work. Well, one point I wanted to make was you would think intuitively that when they're listening to these, these uh, voice clips, that they would be a random sample, a big swath from all the users. But maybe it's not. Maybe there's some users that they're listening to more. Like, maybe. Maybe if you have a Scottish accent or an accent that has uh, conventionally been very difficult for these, difficult, yeah. they're like, oh, that guy's great. We're going to train on that guy. I mean, there's overfitting problems in machine learning if you, if you only use a few examples like that. But they, it might be a subset of the population that's getting listened to more often. Yeah, Could I happen. suspect it would be. If you have like a super generic voice for an area that has a very high population, it's less likely that, I guess, yours would be used for sampling super often. Yeah, or if you're if they're trying to break into a new market, and they, or they yeah. know that they suck at that market, and, and they only like have a, a few on the users. forefront of technology in that area. Yeah, you're like, well, we only have ten people from Glasgow. We're gonna use all of them. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, but there's some other interesting things in this story. Um, the big question in everyone's mind right now is probably like, hey, when they're listening to this voice clip of me, do they know it's me? 
In the case of mm. Amazon, it appears that they know your first name and like a, there's a product serial number or something, but they don't have your last name or other any other identifying things. In the case of Apple, I think they have less than that. They don't have your first name and they have a randomly generated number to as associate to your account. Um, so it's pretty safe. That said, the clip can contain uh, sensitive information. I could oh. be talking about my friend's full name. I could be talking about my bank stuff. I could Dude, be talking about anything. My, I, I looked into my own, this was years ago. Uh, it's probably better at detection now, but I looked into my own like, uh, hey, Google information. That, that has, probably worked, actually. Yeah. I, I, I say, that's why you say hi. That's why I said hi. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, my bad. Um, but I, I looked into like all the different audio snip recording things. The amount of times that I was in the car and just like an audiobook or the radio was on where definitely no one said that and it just has a recording of that is oh. insane. Oh wow. The amount of recordings there are of me not trying to interact with it is wild. Wow. Like many hundreds. Well, you don't how do you know for sure that definitely no one said that? Because I believe that after the hot word, then there's a delay and then the recording. So the audiobook I would be silent in the car. Yeah, but the audiobook could have said it like a second before. They're like Star Wars audiobooks, generally. You would be surprised, like, like I said, mine's beside my couch and I can hear it when it gets activated and you'd be surprised sometimes what activates it. Might be, like I'm sure there's a sound that sounded something like whatever. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some alien has a weird name in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But like the amount of times, what I, all I was saying is unintentional stuff that ends up in there. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying like uh, personal information, obviously Star Wars doesn't count for that. But there was a lot of other recordings as well, where it's just like a random, I can, Barely even remember the conversation, but it's clearly a random conversation between me and a friend, and we're clearly not trying to interact with mm, I see Google what you're saying. Time. A lot of what happens to me is I'll have people over, like a dinner party or something. I'll interact with it to change the song, and then I know I can just kind of turn away and keep talking, and I, I know that the machine will will know that what I'm talking about now isn't relevant. So even though it'll it's, even though the light's off. still blinking, it'll be like, yeah. And I can just keep having my conversation. But that's going to be recorded. Yep. There's going to be an extra eight seconds of me talking about tacos. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, this is the kind of stuff where like a lot, of, a lot of modern technologies in various ways, you give up certain privacies or securities to have those technologies. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. If you want to have a smart speaker in your home, just understand this stuff and move forward. You're... you're Caring about your security is very important. It's probably fine, though. Assault. They were told eventually that Amazon, it was not Amazon's responsibility to take action. So, you know, they go to their manager. You guys, someone uh, at the company has the means to find out who this is. Like, should we tell the authorities and say, you know, like someone got beaten up here? Or like, they should get a record or something like that? One of the big problems with this is... Um, <laughs> Uh, just like role play BDSM, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're like, it could be totally above board. Mm. And now there's the police knocking on your door because you have a AI helper robot thing. Yeah. And you never authorized. Maybe it's a movie. Yeah. Totally appreciate the idea of reducing those types of things. But the minority report also freaks me the hell out. Mm -hmm. And... There's a lot of stuff that could make someone think that that are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It is not their responsibility. That is true. I think yeah. I agree with Amazon's can be used as evidence. But I think that's whether you think that's okay or not. That is definitely a totally different thing. They're, they're not being proactive. They're reacting to law enforcement. Like it's whether you think it's okay or not. I think they're in totally different. I agree segments. with you there. Yeah.
Super chats? Super chats. Let's go. They're like normal chats, but Uber. Super. Super. Bunch of people sending $1 with no text. I appreciate it. Very though. nice. Appreciate you. Um, someone's asking about some lag on Floatplane. I think we know what's going on there, but uh, it seems like it uh, did go pretty well today. Every week it's improving a little bit. Um, I like the pictures you guys have on the wall. Cool. Um, go to Floatplane and buy Luke a better office. Heck yeah. I like my office right now, but we do have to move because LMG is expanding so darn fast. You guys got to move? Eventually. Zero's gonna be out of space. Yeah. Like actually. Good God. Yeah. The rate at which LMG is hiring is just wild. And Floatplane's hiring too. And I'm trying to bring oh. people in locally. Like there's there's one, Will is moving here very soon. Holy. Uh, one of the new hires that we have is a Canadian who will be moving here locally. So like within the next six months, we'll probably have two more people locally. Yeah. And there's other people moving in locally. That's all it takes. Honestly, that, like if- We're already oversized at that point. If between the two companies, there are six more people, it'd be over. Done, yeah. And that's gonna happen really soon. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm actively looking for other places. It's gonna be really weird, but oh well. Um, are you still gonna come over for Friday Wands? It'd be sweet if you guys were just in this complex or something. That'd be pretty, the, so I wanted that too, but realistically, these are these all- These buildings aren't suited for that, really. Yeah, we just need office space. Yeah. So it's like probably- you go downtown, be one of those like exposed brick, polished <gasps> concrete, Super So hip. expensive. Yeah, you're a startup though, baby. <laughs> Get that investor cash. Ugh. There's a, ugh. just reading about people in our space, not even necessarily competitors, but in our space that are like, oh yeah, they just got like 20 to $40 million in VC fund. I'm like, oh, oh geez. Um, yeah. People talking about the audio. Apparently the focus was screwed up like the whole show. The focus is for like the back of our chairs. So when, when you and I are leaning forward, we're like super oh. focused. Oh, well. So that sucks. Um, did they offline us? No, he was away and then his plane came in late, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I don't think he was planning to come ever though. Probably not. Cause like he was in England today. Yeah, so his, <laughs> his time shift is gonna be no, super thanks. weird. Yeah. Um, I dare you guys to eat the Carolina Reaper Savage Jerky. I don't think they were sponsored this week, so we don't have any here, but we've done it before. Um, On my very first WAN, I did that. Oh, damn. Alexa and Google Home do save recordings where nothing happens. I just researched this and tested it for a class project. Send us your paper, bro. Yeah, I'm interested. Do it up. Email me your thesis. Luke, from one broadcast, dye your hair green. Uh, oh, I think green's the obvious hair color. And love from Well, actually, it depends on the green. I think it can be, definitely. It can be. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for Super Chats. I believe we're... Wait, are we done? No. We have one more topic. Yeah. There's one more. Oh, I see what people are talking about. Sorry about that, there you go. What is the one more? Walmart adding more robots. Walmart already employs many robots. They're getting lots more. They have announced that they will deploy 1,500 new Auto C autonomous floor cleaners. You know like those floor cleaner things that people ride on, like they're kind of like little Zambonis? I think uh, they don't need those anymore. Hmm. Uh, but 1,500, how many Walmart locations are there? Because it's not very many in the, in the grand scheme of Walmart. Like here, okay. Walmarts are large though. I'm gonna make a guess. How many Walmart locations are there? There's 50 states, they're in multiple countries. 
I'm gonna say three thousand. Forty-seven hundred. That's actually. I guess it's more than you thought. So this I was is guessing around six k. So I. Do you think that they're gonna get bit. one floor cleaner per store? Like in their test, the subset of stores that are testing this, do you think they're getting more than yeah, one? Yeah, no, I think they'd just get one. Just one, okay. Because if it's automated, it can cruise around and do whatever. All I don't night. Think you, yeah. 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 So Walmart is getting 1,500 Auto C autonomous floor cleaners. They're getting only 300 Auto S shelf scanners. What does that thing do? Probably just check inventory. How? I'm picturing like those, those like surveillance drones in Star Wars that are like those balls <laughs> with all the antennas, like just. Hovering down the aisles, beep, yeah. pop up. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just uh, I, I suspect it's just gonna ride along the ledge of the shelf. You think it's? I don't know. I don't know. I'm really not sure. Uh, they're getting an additional 1,200 fast unloaders to scan and sort items as they come off delivery trucks. This one's interesting. Plus, to streamline online orders, the, it'll have 900 pickup towers. So customers can order something on the company's site and pick it up from a vending machine at their nearest Walmart. Pick up, oh, that's less interesting than I thought it's it was. Because I thought Walmart, Walmart was like Walmart. building towers across the country. I'm uh, just like this is getting very medieval it's corporate. A, it's just a big. But it's just it's just yeah. And it's, it's at a Walmart location. It's so really that's not, even not that interesting at just all. Just buy from the store. Yeah, holy cow. The idea is that by pushing menial tasks to the robots, Walmart's human employees can spend more time helping customers and preparing online orders for pickup. That is sweet. Bull crap. Yes. They'll just fire them. They'll replace them eventually. Yeah. But it is I at guess least in the meantime, while they're unsure. In the meantime, it's yeah. like, hey, you don't have to do this anymore, so you we, can just help people, which is cool. We got a few years of awesome, yeah, and then a lot less people have jobs. It sucks when you're walking around a store, and you're like, who works here? And then you see someone who works there, and they're doing something. And you're like, hey, can I bug you? And they're like, I guess. One thing I've always wanted, um, especially at Home Depot, is like, and Home Depot has an app that I believe is supposed to do this, but last time I tried it, it sucked. But maybe it's gotten better because I haven't tried it in forever. But I want to be able to be on my phone in the store and just be like, where the heck is this thing? And have it tell me. Turn left. Because that's pretty much the only reason why I ever need store yeah. employees. Yeah, for sure. Where the heck is this, like, the last thing I needed was like a shelf peg. It's like, where, where would that be? Mm. A shelf peg. Yeah. Like, what's and that? The, like, like the little like clear plastic little L-shape thing that you put in the hole on a shelf to hold the individual. Oh, like a bracket. Like, like a, that you put shelves it, on. No, 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 but they're like super tiny. Oh. Like this big. It has a little metal nubbit and there's a hole drilled in Did the shelf. Did you say nubbit? Nubbit, I don't know what to call it. Okay, Is I wouldn't know where to buy that either, dude. Right, it's, it's <laughs> hardware in the. Canadian Tire has it. Aisle and shelf, ex that's cool, that's sweet. But like, do you have to install an app? Does, I know I just said- Does Nubbit have two T's? What even is- New bits, world's best stable digital currencies. Nubbit, two B's maybe? N-U-B-B-I-T? What is a Nubbit, dude? Urban Dictionary, Nubbit. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's a word now. Yeah. Someone make a new sure. entry. Yeah, there we go. A nubbit. Make it not the one that's on there right It's now. like a nubbin. No, just their site. Okay, that's cool. Being able to use, apparently, Canadian Tire website to look for an item and let you know where it is. Uh, but, then, order, like, but how do they let you know? They say like, aisle and Aisle and shelf. That's good enough Oh, that's for me. pretty good. Yeah. I one like one a, thing... Can I just say I would like to have a beep? I'd like to have a, a warmer, colder beep. Beep. Is that an alien? Beep, 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 beep. Ah, they're really close to us. 
Maybe, I think so. I think that's the original alien stuff. Yeah, I don't think that's Predator, so yeah, I think so. But I, I like one thing that I think is pretty important too, though, is that it needs to be able to be pretty good at guessing what the heck you're talking about. Yeah. Because especially yeah. in a place like like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, where it's like hardware, the amount of people that are going to go in there and be like, I need a, a screw. It's like, what screw? It's like, uh, this one. Like, I don't know. It would be cool if you can take a picture or something. Like, well, you bought is even remotely close to what you searched. They'd be like, ah, uh, that's what he meant by nubbit. <laughs> <laughs> so we can, we can learn what the heck nubbit is over time. Um, Shelf nubbits. Heck yeah. I, I, I called them. It's, the reason why I'm like particularly triggered about this shelf peg thing is because I it took me I think four or five employees to find it. Oh yeah. Because I'd ask one and they send me somewhere and I get in there and I'd be like, "This is planks of wood. This is not <laughs> plastic things with little metal things coming out of them." They just they didn't accompany you. They just sent you and see you later. <laughs> they knew. But like honestly, they're so freaking busy. Each one of them were helping like three or four people. They couldn't uh, move. See, I didn't blame them. They need more a. Uh, they need more auto C's and auto S's. Yeah. To yeah. help them. Come on, Home Depot, figure it out. But yeah, you're right. Eventually, it'll just be no one working the checkout. It'll be guest service, and a couple of people walking around, and then that's it. Yeah. And then even that then, that'll... Iron, it's just an AI that just rolls oh. around. How are you doing today? Mm. Mm. And if they have to, you can do a live chat. You just get someone up on the screen. Yeah. All right, you dude, just have watch, watch. What do you need? <laughs> How did you get elevated to this? <laughs> the nubbits are over there. Why, why did you press zero five times? Come on, give me a break. It's a Friday. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, is it, I don't know if I'm naive or just a butthole, but I kind of welcome the um, If you go to a grocery store of that jobs. has automated checkout, really, that's not the direction I thought you were going with. Yeah, you. like I've been to a McDonald's once in Australia and these, uh, use the self menu thing, save someone's job and go up there. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I would like to send the signal that I prefer this. Uh, I don't think you sh anyone should work at the front of this. I don't. I don't know. I think maybe because how do you want to solve? I'm that a techno problem, optimist. Yeah, yeah. Because I I like to believe that in the eventual future where no one's working there, um, the people that are working are getting paid a lot, and the people who aren't working are on a beach, playing guitar. And I, I love this idea, but how do you like fund those people? Corporate taxes. Corporate taxes. Okay. I don't have all the answers, man. I'm not like Noah Yuval Harari or whatever. <laughs> but See, but I, th I think I one, of my, one of my problems there is like you would need, this is going super off topic and the show's almost over, so we can cut it pretty quick. But like how aggressive are your allowances for small business then? Because there's a lot of industries like the one Floatplane is trying to get into now that to penetrate properly, you're going to have to get relatively large. Yeah, you mean and stuff like content if, ID. If we had super aggressive corporate taxes so that people that would be working at McDonald's and they don't actually need to do that job because that should be automated relatively quickly because we're wasting human potential, can go sit on a beach or make art or whatever, if our corporate taxes have to pay for that, we're screwed when we have to go up against these giant companies. Sure. There's other proposals. Uh, someone had a proposal about um, making robots pay income tax. I think... The Economist uh, magazine was like, that's a bad idea. I read that article, I don't remember why. It's a bad idea. But um, I'm not saying that the tools we have now are gonna be sufficient in that world. I think, I, I 
am very strongly in agreement that like, uh, wow, we're going way off topic here. But like the just the the mass waste of human potential is is amazing. Mm -hmm. Just uh, what the lengths people will go to, and and the fact that like someone can be very good at something, but modern hiring processes have not really gotten much better in like a really long time. So you have to, even if you're an extremely skilled person at something, you probably have to go through the Walmart or McDonald's or whatever grind so that you can like eventually land a job somewhere good. Like, like yeah, yeah. placement of very skilled people is not very good. Yeah, especially um, if you're an immigrant. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of different situations. I'm an engineer. <laughs> I'm a doctor, I'm driving a taxi. I like. And it, taxis, that should probably be automated. Why? We're so close to that being done. The whole transportation industry is just going to poof. Maybe that's good. Driving a vehicle is not. Driving a vehicle on most situations, there are obviously certain situations where it's extremely highly skilled, but in most people's day-to-day, -day, driving a vehicle is a menial task. Yeah. Let's automate that stuff. Get people doing get more important it. things. But it's just how do you support those people? Anyways. It's going to be short-term hard. Yeah. Short-term, extremely difficult. Yeah. <laughs> for individuals whose lives matter. Yeah. So let's end the show. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Outro. Poof. Oh, geez, I didn't set it back. There we go. One more plug for display right here. Yeah. And you're dead. <laughs> wan, wan, wan. Some guy made an account. Ian Nubbit. <laughs> Subscribe before the play. There's another person just made straight up just Nubbit. Nubbits. Ian Nubbit, you're a legend. Frodo, Frodo Nubbits. There's so many Nubbits. The marked Nubbit? What's happening? <laughs> I didn't notice this at all. Welcome to the Nubbit Show. Heck yeah. Everybody make the name something and end with Nubbit. It will be our inside joke. Not inside joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, outside. Display. PIA. Squarespace. Squarespace. Reset. We're out of here. Later.